Blog Talk Radio. I was born in the boogie down cat scan with my building. No, nah, I'm not even going for that this time. You got to kick that nuisance. You ain't been out for years. Why you gonna be acting like that on this track? Kick some old folk joint like this. Carolina fan and as a basketball purist. 
Well, I should uh, state from the top that I grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina, which, uh, among other things, is known as the hometown of one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Oh, here we go. Uh, that's right, Michael Jordan and Peyton. Yeah. Uh, basically, my, <laughs> my 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 most vivid memory of Carolina basketball was his freshman year. Uh, we actually lived about a mile and a half from his house, and he was kind of a big deal already uh, in Wilmington when he announced that he was going to North Carolina, and. Uh, and then when when they won the championship in '82, off of his made, made jumper and uh, uh, James Worthy steal, that that's probably my most vivid memory of Dean Smith and knowing what he had gone through in the first 21 years of his career uh, at Carolina as the head coach. Getting close, but never quite getting over the hump, and then to get his championship right. that year—that was that was magical. And it was magical for me because uh, after they won the championship, Jordan came back home and uh, went around to all different elementary schools and was finding autographs. And uh, he had, he at the time he happened to drive what my what my dream car was at the time, which was a black Monte Carlo Super Sport. And I know this is off a tangent, but it all relates to Dean Smith and that. So much of what he went through, you know, having his his um, image hung in effigy in the early 60s because, right. you know, the program wasn't what it was, you know, in the 50s under, under Frank McGuire. And the transition from that into making the program a perennial um, top three finisher in the ACC uh, for, I don't know, probably almost all of almost his entire career, especially through the 70s, 80s, and, and 90s. And to be a perennial powerhouse and to turn out the number of NBA players and, and Hall of Fame players. I mean, his legacy just as a coach is phenomenal. Setting up the four corners uh, offense and and uh, working the clock the way he did, and his passive-aggressive way sometimes of trying to get in people's heads. Sometimes it actually was aggressive, but he was very skilled at uh, watching his opponents and knowing what they were doing and predicting what they were going to do and instructing his team on how to to execute also, how to act, to react to what the opponent was going to do before they even did it, and uh, yeah, it's and and that that's just all the the stuff that's on the court and the way he ran practices and all of that, and off the court, just I you know obviously I've never had the opportunity to meet him, but from all the reports that I've read, all the people I've talked to, and uh, different write ups about him in terms of how gracious he was as a person and how fantastic yeah. his memory was. He, he could remember people's names. You know, the first time he heard, heard a person's name, he almost never forgot their, their name. And he could, you know, go years without seeing a person and 
could see them again after a long period of time and could instantly call their name and instantly recall something about them. Uh, from all accounts, he was a very warm, gracious person. He was uh, very much respected in, in coaching circles. Yes, he was. Very much respected in terms of his dealings um, in North Carolina, dealing with civil rights, um, recruiting Charlie Scott and, and offering him the uh, first uh, scholarship, you know, to an African American right. sports scholarship to an African American at the University of North Carolina. I think he was either yeah. the second or third in the ACC. He's a second. Uh, I think some some dude in Maryland. Yeah, there's a guy yeah. in Maryland played okay. like I think a year a year before that. I think. Yeah. But uh the way he he uh created, you know, a familiar familial atmosphere at Carolina for not just the stars, but you know, the guys who were, you know, way down on the bench. And he always seemed to um, let them know that they were they were welcome at, at Carolina anytime, and basically he created that that atmosphere that that uh, I you know I'm sure there are other programs that have it. I just haven't heard of that experience as much as I have about Carolina. And um, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think Carolina has it most about that I've seen. Um uh, the atmosphere that is. Yeah. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that, I mean that that is all owed to him. You know, I think I think Roy Williams is is continuing that legacy as well, but you know, and he's continuing because he's he's a protege of Dean Smith. That's right. Yeah, that was his hero, that was the mentor. But I yeah. I'm touch I'm gonna touch on a few things you mentioned. I mean we could go there's so many directions with Dean Smith. I mean, the man has met so much, so many people. I mean, the way he is so well respected. I mean, Coach K at the funeral today wore a light blue tie in his honor. That's yeah, that, that is amazing. That. I mean, that that's the ultimate compliment to pay to a former arch rival. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that. I mean, who else does that? I mean, who yeah. who are the coach? Has that effect on people? I mean, his. I mean, not to say that he and Coach K were more than more than enemies. I mean, they had some tense moments because they coached each other's arch rival. But mm-hmm. the fact that uh, to see Coach K and other uh, you know, and other coaches, especially Coach K in particular, come out and show him that much respect, that just goes to show you the man that Dean Smith was. And that's, mm-hmm. that 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 cannot be ignored. I and mean, even by me, I, I can't ignore that as a UNC Blackstone UNC hater. I can't I can't ignore that. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to touch on something else. You mentioned about Charlie Charlie Scott. Um, yeah, not many people realize how much of an impact that Dean Smith had on civil rights in the state of North Carolina. I mean, I've read the accounts where he actually, you know. Took out like you know I think in I think the year or two before he signed Charlie Scott to that scholarship he went out with a, a, a black minister and a black divinity student he took them to a, a then a segregated cafeteria a restaurant I should say in Chapter Hill and no one said a word because it was Dean Smith mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh, they they did you know it, 
from what I understand, uh, I understand he it went about incident. But later on, he helped facilitate including a black player. And, you know, that, I mean, and, and, and there's many more he did. He did a lot for the LGBT community in the state. He did a lot for, and the churches as well. I mean, he, it's, it's, and, and the thing about him was it didn't seem like a big deal to him because he figured it was the right thing to do. He always said it was he felt it was the right thing to do. It didn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a big deal if this person doing the right thing. I mean, that's just, it's it's something. Now, let me ask you this. Um, there's some, like, there's this one snarky, actually smart-ass on, uh, <laughs> on Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM uh, who called Dean Smith an underachiever. And basically because he basically only cashed in two titles out of 11 final fours. Um, but... I mean, the thing is that what, what I felt what he was missing was, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, is that, you know, it takes, it, it, you know, first of all, not every coach gets to 11 Final Fours, okay, sure. over, over, over his career. And the only three, the one he catches. Exactly, exactly. I mean, 11 Final Fours, I mean, but anyway, you know, the point being is that he, he was able to, even though he only cashed in two of them, the fact that he got there was amazing for himself. And, you know, he was able to get the talent to get him there because you can't win. If you're a coach, you can't win without talent. And he was able to mold that talent over the over several decades, you know, three decades, I guess, three, four decades. And, you know, you, 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 I mean, you can't – you pretty much can't poo-poo on that achievement. You just can't. True. You know, so, I mean, that's the thing. So – so let me just say this going forward. So do you think you ever will ever see another Dean Smith in this no, lifetime? Not in a lifetime, and for a number of reasons. One, uh, it's not as expedient to, to be in the forefront in terms of uh, civil rights now as it was in the 60s and 70s. Uh, you know, certainly we, we still have a ways to go in some respects and some in some arenas uh, when it comes to civil rights for uh, gay and lesbian players, and and uh, you know, still dealing with, even with some some racial issues, uh, and, and, and to a lesser degree, maybe even some some religious issues. But I don't think that that there's the expediency now that there was back then. And because of the, you know, NCAA rules where, you know, because he, he coached at a time when uh was it until, until the 70s that uh, freshmen couldn't play. Right. Uh, varsity. And now you have, you know, folks that are basically one and done. And so you can put together a team that's that you know is pretty stacked, and they can they can do well for a while. You can't build the kind type of consistency that Dean Smith had with one and done teams because you're constantly starting over again. Whereas you know in his day, he had folks you know who were there for two and three years, uh, sometimes four years, and you know you teach a system you know they get used to a system by 
you know, say by the end of their freshman year or sophomore year, by junior year, they got it down pat. And, uh, you know, they can improve upon, you know, that system each each year and get farther and farther as far as wins in the season and farther into to the to the, uh, the uh, postseason. So I don't I don't think that you'll have that type of uh, impact. Um, and I think also you'll find that you'll have less and less coaches staying in one place for a long time. You have folks like Bayheim at Syracuse and Krzyzewski at, at Duke and um, – I'm trying to think of some other schools that's oh, had long. coaches, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there there are a lot of you know uh, programs that have had coaches stay in in a, in in, uh, in one position for for that you know for 25, 30 years. The coaching carousel, people are are much more impatient, and uh, and also you know in terms of trying to to advance. You know, just there just isn't the longevity there uh, for a lot of jobs. You know, uh, Roy Williams was at Kansas for for 15 years, and now he's been uh, with the Tar Heels now for what 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and UCLA, you know, since '95 uh, when they uh, last were in a championship game. Uh, they've had what three, four coaches, and you know Virginia's had several coaches. And, uh, yeah, Georgetown. They got a winner in Tony Bennett, though. Say again. I said I said Virginia has a winner in Tony Bennett, though. Today. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, they you know they've had what three or four coaches since Terry Holland. Right, uh, right. For a long time before that. Uh, just you know, there just isn't the longevity. Georgetown uh, on their second coach, you know, they our third coach, uh, I think, since uh, uh, you know John Thompson the second was there, and uh, there's so many different programs. You don't have a lot. You don't have that longevity, so um, it's kind of hard to kind of build up that kind of legacy that Dean Smith. Uh, built up. I, I would say that Shashevsky, in some sense, is kind of an heir to that. Beheim's in that class, uh, but uh, yeah, that's kind of a dying breed. It's just, it's just the way way things are. Football dominates the the dollars at, at schools, and basketball schools are trying to play catch up. And you know, with all these different uh, um, expansions and conferences and whatnot. Right. Uh, there's a lot more opportunity for coaches to get fired, you know, if they don't win 20 games every season, which is something that Dean Smith did for, what, 30-some years? He, he won at least 20 games a season. Yeah. Uh, record. Like, yeah, 35 years straight, something like that. I mean, that's that, <laughs> that's an amazing amount of, uh, of, of consistency. Uh as an aside, I do have one bone to pick with Dean Smith. Uh-oh. I just read today about the fact that Shaq was was considering North Carolina and ended up going to LSU because uh, North Carolina signed Matt Winstrom. Uh, oh! <laughs> 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 hey, okay. Neil. 
Matt Winstrom. Hmm. <laughs> Which would you yeah, want exactly? To do? So, so yeah. why? So, do you know? Did you find out why? Did you why he he chose Winstrom over Shaq? No, I I would like to know that because yeah, uh, I mean even though Shaq, oh my goodness, LSU LSU didn't go very far, and you know in terms of the the tournament when Shaq was there, you know Shaq didn't have the kind of talent around him at LSU that he would have had, you know at at uh, at Chapel Hill. He would have played so, with so, Brian Reed, George Lynch, yeah, about and, the same, oh, Donald wow. Williams. You know, can you imagine that scene? Me, Eric, Eric Montross was the starter. Uh, Winston, I think he was the, he backed up Montross. And Montross was, you know, was a decent player in college. He was, a, you know, he wasn't great, but he was pretty decent. You know, especially for being seven foot. But he mm-hmm. wasn't Shaq. You know, right? Definitely <laughs> was the so yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. So I'm picturing Shaq and Chapel Hill at the same time as. Grant Hill was a Duke. Leitner was a Duke. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Oh my God! You got me stalling now. Right, the possibility. Yeah. I mean, he would have. He would have clowned. Uh, Shaq would have clowned Leitner earlier. Been <laughs> 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 waiting for the NBA to kind of exactly as around. I mean, yeah, I'll say yeah. this one more thing about Dean Smith and Carolina. Not many people, except for the blue bloods in the state, but. Through just no college basketball, people even realized that it was Frank McGuire that really that originally got the program at UNC coming. It's just mm-hmm. that Dean Smith took it into the stratosphere. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things that that would I, I don't think it'll be ever aside from Duke. What's going on at Duke with Coach K? But I don't see that happening elsewhere. Again, I just don't see it because you made the points earlier. It's the longevity that coaches are not afforded today. I mean, a lot of coaches are not afforded today. And, you know, the thing is that the last impact that he that Smith had on players, I mean, you had guys coming back to campus every summer, retired mm-hmm. players, uh, pro players. Um, it's, the, it's that camp. I've I, I got to say this with gritted teeth, but the Carolina way, I mean, what what is it about the Carolina way that just keeps all these guys bonded for life. I mean, you you still you still see. I mean, it, it's just something. It's just a phenomenon that you don't see many places, if if any place, outside of Chapel Hill. Part of it is is the way that uh, the teams are put together and the camaraderie that they develop, and so those guys have relationships with you know with each other. Uh, because of the fact that they are teammates, they also develop a strong relationship with, uh, you know, other players, you know, that came before or came after them. Um, even though, you know, Marcus Page, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if he was, he was, you know, he, he was a, you know, a young child at the time that Dean Smith uh, uh, retired, but he, you know, he was there. Uh, you know, as part of the family, and he got to know, I'm sure he got to know other players, you know, Antoine Jameson and uh, Carter and Rasheed Wallace and, and you know, um, uh, Stackhouse and all, you know, 
all the different players that that came before him who had connection, you know, to uh, to Dean Smith and and being part of that family. You know, you're, it's part, first of all, it's, it's you know, it's, it's certainly being part of the Carolina family with you know almost with Dean Smith at the head, but it's also the camaraderie of just being a Carolina player and having that experience and you know the, the different camps and and just you know it's it's almost, it's, it's basically it's like home. And you you know you're just going back home and and uh, you know spending time with the family and that's that you know they were very that very you know that tight. I don't know of any other situation. I can't think of you know I'm sure that you know that that uh, there's camaraderie among Wake Forest players and NC State players and so on. But I don't know that I can say as an alum, there's none that there around NC State. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they haven't had a lot of they haven't had a lot you know going on since Belvano uh, um, stepped away. He stepped away in what, 1990, 91, somewhere in there. And they've had mm-hmm. what three or four coaches since then. Yeah, at least. Yeah. The immortal, the immortal Robinson cap. Forget his first name. Yeah, Les Robinson. Les Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that was a forgettable period. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think that that uh, I think it was. I always thought it was amazing that Dean Smith coached for twelve years in a building named after him. That you know that that speaks to legacy right there. I mean, how many coaches uh, coach in a, in a you know coach in a building named after them? I mean, it's one thing mm-hmm. to have a building named after you or a floor named after you after you retire, but to you know to uh, you know to coach in dome, you know, in, in a building that that's named after you. That's 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 pretty impressive to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm envious. <laughs> I as a state alum and as a yeah. fan, as a childhood fan of Wake Forest basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just want to just have you share the legs of Dean Smith, what he meant to you as a Carolina fan, and whatnot. So it was beautiful, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be as nice to Carolina often, but it was, but it was beautiful <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, I appreciate hearing that. I. I you know as an aside I I really hope that NC State comes back because it's it's uh, you know I obviously you know that I I believe Carolina Blue but the rivalry is much more fun when State is good than when when they're right. You know, it's been a long so time, man. <laughs> it's been a yeah, long man. time since both yeah. programs have been great. It's been a long time. It's been like the eighties, a long time. So. Uh, they had a good yeah. season a couple seasons ago. But, uh, That's yeah. true. I mean, Guffey's doing a good job. Guffey's doing a good job. Um, yeah. It's just that he needs more players. Yeah. He, has, he has a few scrubs right now. He needs more players. Um, so give that, give him some talent, give him some time, and he'll and he'll 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 get us to the promised land, hopefully one yeah. day. But anyway, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. And Thank anyway, you, man. One more thing. And one more thing, I almost forgot. The look on your face in 1990, whatever it was, when Dean Smith announced that he would retire when he was at the prime of his 
pretty much still going going in his career. When he stepped aside, the look on your face in your old bachelor pad was priceless. <laughs> you saw that on television. Your eyes had gotten some. Your eyes were like like plate wide, plates wide. You just couldn't believe it. You almost dropped whatever food you had on the floor. Yep, I was I was in shock. I was in shock. I do have a, I do have a story that I wanted to tell. I meant to tell it earlier. Okay, good. With Smith, mm-hmm. Just before we go, <clears throat> and you were you were you were there. It was 1993 when they were playing Florida State, and we were watching oh, the game in our student lounge, yeah. Blue City Lounge. And I remember people coming in, clowning and clowning and clowning because the Tar Heels were just and I did Florida State. <laughs> they were down 19 by 19 points. After Henry Rilder hit a, had hit a three, and Dean Smith had called a timeout, and I remember thinking, "Man, I don't know, I don't know. I, I just hope they could at least make it respectable." And they came back and won by five. And that time, that was one of the greatest comebacks in history of college basketball. And I went and I knocked on door, like on, on at least twenty doors to go talk smack to people who were talking back to me. I just wanted to put this, and that was that was. You know, a few weeks before winning the national championship against Michigan, that was that was a highlight right. of the year. Yeah, that was, dude. That was the same Florida State team that had uh, Bobby Sura, yep. Charlie Ward, and Sam mm-hmm. Cassell. That Sam Cassell. That was, and that was the year after he had called the, the Carolina crowd the wine and cheese crowd when they beat Carolina in, in Chapel Hill in their first year in the ACC. And uh, yeah, and so that that victory was so sweet, you know, because they thought they were going to win again, up by nineteen and lost by five. That was awesome. I just want to get that story wow. out here. Wow. Yeah, you don't hold any grudges, do you? Uh, <laughs> 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 you don't hold any grudges. So let's do that. But anyway, man, it's been fun, dude. Thanks a lot for sharing the Dean Smith legacy. Uh, you take it right, man. All right, take it easy. All right, peace out. That's my man, Kevin Whedon, uh, talking about his Tar Heels, well, mainly Dean's best legacy on his Tar Heels. It's funny, I've known Kevin for over, 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 almost, over 30 years, actually. And I still remember the look on his face when Dean Smith stepped away and had that press conference. Dude looked like someone... So it, it, it looked like he saw a ghost. He was so shocked. But at any rate, um, I had fun talking about Dean Smith. Respect the man and the team that he coached. But it's all good. But uh, thank you all for tuning in, listening. This is Scott Bush with the Cloud Hour. 06. Night. Nice.